Hey, Catalyst Crew. Episode 11 of Catalyst Corner. It's Thursday, so you know we've got GMF 0123 Art on here with us. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. How's it going, Jim? Yeah, it's going okay. How you been? A little, you know, a little uh, world-weary this yeah. week. Yeah, oh, know? I can understand. Just, just with everything. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it's crazy out there. Yeah, and it's been, you know, it's been a little difficult and, and trying not to let it all get me down. But, you know, that's why we have this. Exactly, yeah. We're going we're gonna to brighten up your otherwise maybe, maybe mundane, maybe rundown, maybe... You know, life isn't treating you all that well, so just sit back for uh, an hour and, and listen to this insanity. Yeah, I'm going to vomit a rainbow on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know? All right. So we'll start with, uh, you know, obviously we lost uh, another another actor. Yes. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd say the great, but I uh, enjoyed him for what he, what he contributed. Very good. Very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I would say a solid, what would you say, like B plus, A minus? Yeah, yeah, I, I would I would think that you you know who he is. You've yeah. seen him in many movies, but you're never gonna say he is, you know, the, an A list type actor. No, I wouldn't say he changed the game or no. anything. But James can. Yes. And uh, for those of you who don't know, or if the name doesn't bring up the the you know his face, um, the Godfather, obviously one of the bigger ones. Yeah, that would probably be the role. Well. Well, I, I say that. See, but for me, I, it's I, not. Even though I love The Godfather, yeah. it's misery. Yeah, I, you know, I'm almost going to say Elf is probably even going to be more so where people would recognize him I than suppose, even misery. Right, the father and Elf, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know though. Just you know what it is? It's misery. I saw it when I was young. Yes. So just Kathy Bates, like like breaking his ankles. Oh, <laughs> just absolutely. What a nightmare! Crazy scene. Oh. Yeah, I mean, again, a, a very solid actor. You can a guy that you can actually count on to know that he's gonna give you a, a really strong performance in what he's doing. But yeah, he just played a, he just played a straight man. Like yeah. that was kind of his bad. He always played right? a tough, you know, a, a yeah, tough a little guy. rough and tough. Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah, you know, and you know what, eighty two. So what, you know? Yeah, well, that was the thing. You know that that. Kind of surprised me, although when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, of course he's 82. Oh, it blew but, my mind a yeah, little bit, too. Yeah, but when I saw that, I'm like, wow, was he really that old? I, I, I'd i never really put two and two together You like know what that. it is? Is It's almost, it's one of those things that rarely happens in Hollywood is he started to get a bit older, and, mm-hmm. he, and he bowed out. Yeah. He, sto- he stopped, and you know what? I think it's okay, you know, to do that. Yeah, it's okay to ch- like relax. A well, look bit. at you know Gene Hackman, right? I mean, the prime example of a guy that is he is he still running? He's, st- he's still alive, and he's like ninety seven or something like that. Okay, so here's the like thing. really old, but I know he's old. But every time I forget he's alive. Yeah, I think the Reaper does too. That's one of those things Probably. where like they just forgot he's hanging yeah. around. But I mean, a guy like Gene Hackman, you know who. Again, is a a quality actor, but just just decided, you know what? I, I I'm too old to really make a difference at this point, so I'm gonna bow out. James Khan did the same thing, and I think it's also interesting because we're seeing more of it now. So it, you know, Jack Nicholson, they were talking about that, you know, he might have some some issues with retention and everything, mm. but he's he's all done. He's yes. still hanging around, but he's yeah. he's 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 done making films. Bruce Willis now. And right. it's, it, that's something that I think is interesting is that instead of, you know, treating these these people like they're not people and just propping up, you know, skeletons and make movies, make movies, we're letting people age gracefully and kind of move on. Again, the, financially, they don't need it. So realistically, what 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 is the point of having somebody that no longer really has the chops to pull it off anymore and well, just it's the propping shift. them up. I think it's the shift in our culture because I don't think there are too many people at this point that are selling tickets. Well, that's the problem. People aren't going to the movies to for a specific person anymore. No. I don't think people are really going to the movies anymore. Well, I don't I I don't think that that golden age of Hollywood exists anymore where where actors and actresses 
are, you know, that type of celebrity where you go to see them specifically. You go to see the movie at this point and whatever, whoever is in it, that's the secondary piece. Right. Because I think for me, like there are, and there is a young new generation, like, you know, I like that uh, the kid that was in Dune. What's his name? Timothy uh, Shalomon. Yeah. Or yeah. Like he was solid in Dune. Yeah. But I, he's not going to ever get me to go see a flick. No, I mean, he's come. He's going to be doing that prequel to Willy Wonka. Right. And okay. I won't. I mean, again, I'll watch it, but I won't not go to the for, movies right, to go you, see it. But you're not going. You're not watching it because he's no. In but it. see there again. I'm going. I want to see it because it's Willy Wonka. Not. I don't care who the person portraying Willy Wonka is. I want to see the prequel story of Willy Wonka. The character is what I'm interested in. I don't really care about the actor who's portraying it. It happens to be this kid. But if you told me it was going to be one of the kids from Stranger Things, I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm still going to watch it because it's Willy Wonka. But the thing is, is, and normally I would make the point that maybe we're just old men. That could be true. But I don't care about, you know, Tom Cruise or Robert Downey Jr. Like, nobody is getting me to buy, like Chris Helms. No one's getting me to buy tickets because they're in a film. Well, that's the thing, right? I enjoy Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, but if you take him out of Iron Man, I don't want to go see Robert Downey Jr. in another role because I don't actually care. Maybe I Sherlock, because like it's like the same thing, sort of? Yeah, kind of. But, I mean, it's it's not... The point being is that, you know, you can't just tell me Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie and I'm going to go see it. No, I'm, I, I don't have... Unless it's a movie that I actually want to go see, then great. But if it's a movie that has no interest to me, but it stars Robert Downey Jr., cool. I'm not going to go watch that. I think what it is, truthfully, is that as obviously YouTube is a juggernaut at this point. Sure. And TikTok is getting bigger by the day. I I, I would argue as big or, or potentially bigger. It's right there at this so, point. So... But that's that's con- like people can just watch whatever they want at this point. There's, right. There's, you know, I was talking to partially proficient Paul mm-hmm. over the other day about this because he he was very adamant about, you know, we used VR chat, the virtual reality chat for a okay. while, and I stopped using it. And he said, "Well, why don't you? Why don't we get back on it?" And it's like, yeah, there are a few things I don't like about it, and instead of getting over that. There's so much content out there at this point, I can just easily find something that's a better fit. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I heard this the other day where um, the younger generation is getting into sport, more sp- watching sports and more specifically baseball. And the reason is because they can watch it on TikTok and just get the clips of the things that matter in the game they're not actually watching the game right because nobody wants to sit and watch baseball no but they but they have the ability now to watch the snippets of the game that is the highlights and kids are more interested in doing something like that so yeah tiktok is giving us an ability to watch things that we might be interested in in a short form that can hold our attention Whereas before, you lost the people because they didn't want to give you two to three hours. Well, I think the other advantage of that type of content, though, is it gives people an opportunity to... I I call that content um, content that's made for executives, right? Sure. Quick bullet points. Yep, exactly. So, But what that allows you to do is... Maybe you like baseball. Maybe you actually like baseball now because you've gotten your bullet points and you go, yeah, this is kind of cool, and then you can get into it. Yeah, and then you start to right. You start getting into long form content, and that's something that I think is going to be the change. uh, That's that's going to be the cultural change. Is that you need to give me the bullet points so I can decide if I like this, and then if I like it, then I'm open to more long form content. Well, that's that's exactly it. You know, give the give the the short form to see if you're want to invest your time because ultimately you're investing your time and if you can get a short the short clips to see if that's going to be of interest to you then yeah you can you can put aside the time or you have now not wasted your time by watching something that you have no interest in 
but as a as a you know i consider myself and i and you and i consider you a creator sure and i love the idea of it because ultimately either you're going to vibe with us or you're not and if the TikToks or this short form content gives you an idea of what we're doing and you go, all right, well, I don't, I guess I, I vibe or I, you know, or I don't great. If you don't, there's, it's easy for you to go find something else. But if you do, we're here and there's a ton of content. Like let's, you know, come check it out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, it, it does give you or anybody the ability to not shy away from devoting what a, a minute two minutes as opposed to oh this is an hour or two hours uh i, I don't even want to waste my time i don't even care what it is i just don't want to put that time aside for sure but i think more so because like uh, i see this in the media a lot right is that oh well nobody has attention spans anymore and it's like that's not true at all no we we just value our time more right so like i'll go on tiktok a little bit and I'll scroll, and then when I find something I like, I'll start to invest in it. But if I don't find anything I like, then I just get a bunch of short-form content. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, people are willing. I mean, you look at, uh, and I just brought it up a second ago, you look at a series like Stranger Things, right, yeah. which is extremely popular. People will invest their time. They will be there to watch those episodes when they drop because they know that the content is what they want. Right. So in that scenario, though, because that's kind of an interesting case study because it existed, I think, you know, alongside TikTok, but before TikTok was really this. Yeah. No, I'm just giving I'm just giving an example that people people will invest their time. My point to it is, though, is that it bleeds into the short form content too. Right. So like Stranger Things will drop, the shows will happen, you'll get a little bit of short form content just to remind us that we're connected mm-hmm. in the Stranger Things bag, and then people are still sitting and watching the film, though, or the yeah. show in this case. So, you know, I, I only bring that particular element of it up because I heard, an you know, some, one of the talking heads on one of the shows was, was giving shit to young people about how they don't have attention spans, and it's like, no, they just are a lot more into... You know, they value their time a lot more than I think any generation has ever. And when they get into shit, they're into it. But, yeah. you know, you got to earn that now. And I think even like these big studios don't know how to react to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, because, again, they they no longer have to watch an entire episode or a couple episodes to make a decision. They are making decisions a lot quicker now with the little bit of content that that they can get on something like TikTok and and they they make their decisions faster but they will give you the time if you grab their attention. Well, I think it just creates stronger communities honestly. Yeah. Because the people that are into the stuff are into it. Right. So if you give the quality product, they're going to be there to support the quality product, but they can also quickly realize if the product isn't quality and not waste any valuable time where they can search out something that you're not giving them. Speaking of quality products, I was uh, perusing on one of the streaming services Mm -hmm. the other day. And I came across uh, something I had watched in the past, and I thought, huh, I, I would like to see more of this, is uh, The Toys That Made Us. Love that show. Oh. Loved it. So, it, you know, with Stranger Things just wrapping up their fourth season and kind of doing that sort of 80s callback thing, um, if, you, if you are into that sort of vibe, the 80s and everything that was going on back then, I think Toys That Made Us is a great, stepping point because they cover the 70s with star wars toys they cover the 80s with like masters of the universe Mm -hmm. and they cover uh, gi joe from the 80s and everything barbie yep my little pony yeah and then they also go it starts to bleed into the 90s with uh or i guess uh, ninja turtles was probably that's kind of on the line right like late 80s early 90s yeah and then you get uh, uh power rangers right so, I mean, just a fan, just to see kind of what into, you know, they're just running around, like, taking shots in the dark, but creating these amazing... It, it's, it's, it's incredible to just kind of look at 
the process of what they did to get the toy out in the toy line in the first place. Like before computers were really prevalent. So it's not right. like they were using analytics and, and, and structured reports. No. No, they're taking shots in the dark and going like, well, hopefully they like this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you take something like Master of the Universe, right? And I mean, they the, the toys themselves came with a mini comic because the, you had to tell the the person buying it who these characters are you have to give them a little backstory because there wasn't a tv show ninja turtles had the benefit of having a comic book out prior to the toys so if you were familiar with the comic book you kind of knew who the ninja turtles were but you take something like he-man you didn't that was just a i'm going to make a toy try to sell it to the young kids and we're going to give you a little bit of a comic so that you can kind of understand who this character is. And then it led to the TV show eventually, and, and it obviously exploded to become, you know, what it is to even today. Well, it's the Tolkien model, right? Like right. he made a language and then wrote Lord of the Rings to justify right. it. Exactly. You know, which I had brought that up with Partially Proficient and said when I first heard that, it, I was like, yeah, of course. You can't, like, how else do you, you can't sell a language unless you have lore. Right. Right? And he goes, yeah, most people don't think that way. And I was like, well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. That's the that's the proper answer. I, li- I like He-Man. Did you see, did you see the new one? The, uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I know they're, I know they're doing another season of it. Uh, oh, it got, it got picked up? Yeah. That's so what... let me, let me just say this. It wasn't, it got a lot of hate, obviously. Yeah. Deservedly so, I think. In a way, so the the animation was great. Yeah, I thought that the I thought that the humor was correct as well. It was very much I got the cheesy, campy He Man elements, sure, and everything. My only issue with it is I'm I'm cool with Tila being the main character, but just call it, you know. A Tila tale. Well, see, but I'm not because that's not what you sold us on. Well, right. No, no. That's my point to it is that just, just. It, I'm cool with you going with a Tila story, but just tell me that's what it is at the beginning. Well, I mean, but don't make call your it own, Masters right, of the Universe. Make your own series, like Shira. Right, exactly. And and if you did that, just call it Tila. Right. And and if you did that <laughs> and you sold it that way, no problem. Great, no problem. I have no problem with you doing that. What I have a problem with is you told me this was going to be a He-Man Skeletor coming on the heels of the 80s, you know, a revival almost of the 80s original series that this was supposed to almost be the same type of thing. And because I, you know, that series to me, you know, I was there when that series came out. I I watched it in the 80s. So it it was important to me. And then when what I got just was was just a piece of shit. So, I, from my perspective, because it's not as close to me as it is to you, right? Right. So, my perspective is, it's Kevin Smith's way of trying to bring, you know, a modern take where it doesn't it doesn't have to be focused on because it's no one's a main character, right? In yeah, a way, I mean, like that. I'm talking about modern thought process, right? Yeah. So you're trying to bring that into the story. But what where it misfires is the first half of the movie, like he, he, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but Adam gets killed. Like, yeah, you know, in the first episode. So it's not that the, to me, there's no balance there. Yeah. So you it, it's the pendulum argument. You can't let it swing so far in one direction. You know, was it was it? Too much He-Man and Skeletor at the beginning. Sure, it's less diverse. You can't, you know, there aren't other voices, so it's very one note. Adding Tila and some other characters makes it multifaceted unless you make the story about Tila. Yeah. Only, well, which sp- is what you did. Speaking of voices, I I was torn on the voice acting. Oh, yeah? Because, yeah, well, I'll explain why. Because... When I was when I heard that Mark Hamill was going to play Skeletor, I'm like, I'm all about that, right? That yeah, I phenomenal. was too. But then you also told me that you got the original voice actor from Skeletor from the '80s to be a part of it, and I'm like, 
well, then why in the hell aren't we letting him be Skeletor and give Mark Hamill a different character? Because I don't know if you're, you know, again, if you don't watch the 80s Skeletor, the voice acting on Skeletor is oh, what made man. it. That it's dude what was made it. It was nuts. So he was nuts. Right. And you had and if you have the guy, why in the hell didn't you let him be Skeletor? Well, maybe Mark he can't Hamill, do it anymore. I don't give a shit. Well, that's why though. <laughs> well, uh, again, when, like he's older, what, right? Like it's probably hard to to maintain that level of insanity at well, his I'm age. The, what I'm saying is this thing was a complete dumpster fire piece of shit would you really care if the voice actor wasn't great i don't portraying think portraying yeah, skeletor ev- I don't even think though he was the original guy everybody obviously it's not a piece of shit well, it got renewed well i mean if you look at the ratings i mean it is i mean it's 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 classified as an absolute failure but what's difficult these days though is because and and again i i put a lot of blame on kind of these these companies that that decided to buy up the rights to to all of the you know the big IPs mm-hmm. they they end up cultivating such a toxic fan base oh yeah that it's hard to tell what's shit and what's not shit anymore because if it's not exactly how it used to be the fan base says it's shit and it's like and they're so vocal that you I don't fucking know I I thought the animation in the masters of the universe was rad I like that it was a bit of the old and the new. I would have preferred that it was called, you know, Teela's Tale or whatever, just so I could get my head around it. Um, and I, and obviously, I would have liked to have seen more He-Man and Skeletor fighting and shit, because that's what I vibe with. Right. But I I don't know that I would say it was shit. Like, that to me well, seems like like a very harsh criticism, you know. Well, but I'm not, but I'm not alone in that criticism. I know, that, I'm not saying prevalent... you are. That, that's a very prevalent opinion throughout, you know, the majority of fan base. I well, let me ask you this though: if you if if it was more heavy on He-Man and Skeletor, right? But everything else was the same, would it still be shit? Because if it if the answer is no, then it becomes well, you should have marketed it as a Tila tale, but you did hit all the right notes. It's just not what we were expecting when you say masters of the universe well you know that that becomes the problem though right because again if you if you go into if you've sold it one way and your mindset going in is one way and your expectations are high because again you market it as this is going to be a a direct follow-up to the 80s series and it's going to almost you know start right from where that ended you know so to speak and you go into it with that mindset and then you don't get what you were promised i don't know how you can i don't know how you get to recover from that so if you sold it as teela's journey and you told us that was going to be what it is then at least you went in there with the right proper mindset and your expectations were what you were going to get and then if what you if that's what you got and you were expecting to get it, then yeah, maybe it wouldn't be so harshly criticized. But that's not what you did. You told us, in fact, you said Kevin Smith that it wasn't that. You told us specifically it was not that. And then we watched it and we're like, yeah, the rumors are absolutely true. It is definitely that you aren't giving us what you promised to give us. You gave us what we heard rumors of that we said we didn't want so before we before we you know put this to bed i just want to um touch upon this because i think this is one of netflix's biggest failures as a company again i i didn't i'm not super close to he-man i mean i've i've seen a good portion of Mm -hmm. it though so i you know i like it i vibe with the whole thing but to me the the show itself is not you know it's not bad it's not a bad show is it a bad he-man and masters of the universe show sure there's not enough adam and and skeletor mm-hmm. he-man and skeletor but is it a bad show in that universe nah i think it's fine i think the humor's on point i think the story is fine but it's not what i would expect when you say it's masters of the universe right. is it in the masters of the universe universe the m you, you, if you will. Yeah, sure. Well, if you if you told me this was, you know, 
a solo solo a Star Wars story, a Rogue One, a Star Wars story, then okay, that's great. It's in that universe, but I'm not expecting it to be part of the main story. If you sold it that way, that'd have been fine. But my point to it is this: if it is in fact hated because people just you know, e- either there's a subsection that are vibing with it on the level that I am. Mm-hmm. Or it's just being hate-watched right now. So if it's just being hate-watched, right, and Netflix is using that to renew it, it's fucking foolish. Well, I think I think that is exactly what it is. But that's the problem becomes nobody is going to subscribe to Netflix to wa- to hate-watch it. No, people, people subscribed to watch this series because of what was promised. Right. And, and they watched it because, A, they... People wanted to see it, and B, people then started to hate watch it when they found out what in fact it truly was. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can do that a second season. But the thing is, where you know, obviously, entertainment is one of our biggest. Like, there is no. It's not abstract. You're not an executive at Netflix and going like, "Huh, I wonder if people like this." You fucking know. Well, yeah, the the ratings are there. the The commentary is there, t- telling everybody so, at Netflix that it was not well received. Like, I just don't understand where the disconnect is. On what plane of existence are you going? What'll happen is we'll put out season two, and people will hate watch that as well. No, they fucking won't. No. If they have unsubscribed to your platform, no one is go- no one is paying money to hate watch shit. No. I can go on YouTube and find a hundred things that make me cringe for free. Yeah. No. No no one is going to spend their hard earned money to watch something that they dislike that much. Right. And where streaming is getting more competitive now with HBO coming up, you know, I think HBO has done a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, you know, Disney, I think Disney is having an identity crisis. I think they need to get right with just merging Hulu into Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, for sure. But once they do that, then you're going to have Netflix, HBO Discovery, whatever they mm-hmm. end up calling it, and Netflix and uh, D- Disney Plus, right? Like, those are going to be your three big ones. Right. And Disney Plus is a very, you know, they're very catered towards... <laughs> They have the nerd side of it down, right? With you got Indiana Jones, you have Star Wars, you have Marvel, right? Uh, but a lot of their bread and butter is the children. Yeah, it's right? always it's always going to be the Disney cartoons for sure. And you know they do have the Fox library and everything. Mm-hmm. And if they accept Hulu, now you're talking about a juggernaut that is on the same level, if not bigger, than what Netflix has. Sure. The problem with Netflix is because they were the first game in town and as successful as they were, their business model is let's throw shit at a wall and whatever sticks, great. That's not going to work in the future. In the future, you're going to, like, your content needs to be good because what happens is when you throw shit at the wall, I can go on Netflix today and give you 15 fucking shows that got one season and it's all hot garbage. Right. But it, it, but it's high production because they have all this money. Yeah, I mean, you you see it all the time. You know, you, you go on any social media, you see, oh, this fan favorite show canceled after one season. Why? Because yeah, but that a lot of that fan favorite shit is just clickbait. Right. Exactly. But it's not fan favorite. That's the whole point. No, it's I mean, that... like, can you name three three shows on Netflix? Right? Stranger Things, right? But that's coming yeah. out. That's coming to an end. Right. Whenever the next season comes out, mm-hmm. maybe Witcher. Probably Witcher. I think is carrying a bit of yeah. it. Yeah. And then, can you give me another one? Uh, no, no, I can't. Right. So yeah. that's my point to it is right. just that I think. You know, a lot of Netflix's business model is starting to show its cracks for sure. So hopefully they'll be able to recover that. Yeah, Um, hopefully. You know, I I just think that, you know, to wrap it all in, with the landscape of how we as a society consume content, you have to get right with that shit because people value their time. Right. And if shit stinks, we're all connected now and we're going to tell you it stinks. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing too. I mean, it comes it comes out on social media very quickly. You know, 
the opinions that people have of these shows and that opinion travels to millions and millions of people within literal seconds so yeah your 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 content needs to be much better than it was if you're going to to keep your business model successful well i think morbius has proved that you people aren't going to hate watch it people right. aren't going to pay to hate watch no. it right cuz exactly. they re-released it and yep. it ended up costing them millions of dollars because we're going to make fun of it and we'll come together as a culture to make fun of it and if you put it on the streaming service we'd probably watch it sure but we're not going to fucking go to the theater to watch it no. again no we're going to no. make fun of you for being so disconnected yeah i mean i, I that absolutely blew my mind that they did that because it's like, who told you? Where, where did you get your information that that was a smart idea? This, probably this be, Netflix. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, that's a, that's enough of that. What uh, have you seen anything recently? So I finally got around to seeing the Batman. Oh, you know, I, I took the three hour. You took the set aside <laughs> to watch this thing. The three hour journey. Yes. So I believe I talked to you about this a little bit, uh, a couple of well, four or five episodes mm -hmm. ago, right? I've come around to it a bit more because someone painted it in the picture of, you know, because I'm looking at it like Nolan's universe. And right. someone's like, no, look at it as a comic book. And I'm like, oh, I guess if you look at it like that, it works. Yeah, I mean, it, it realistically, it it took one part of the Nolan universe, which, which was the gritty, re you know, the grit. I guess. Well, well, there was that, but the the overall the overall story was here's here's a young Batman, you know, just learning the ropes, right? And he's he's still full of hate for what happened to his parents. He's mm. still he's still trying to deal with that. And he's taking it out on whomever, you know, wants to commit any crime against anybody within this city. Right. It's a fire hydrant of rage. Yeah. And then by the end, he realizes, no, that's not what Batman is about. I What I need to be... Is the symbol. The ideal the, right. starts to come into sharp focus. Right. So, he, he, so the movie is about, I'm vengeance, and then at the end... He gets he gets that same line thrown back at him by a criminal, and he realizes, no, I'm no, no, not vengeance. I'm not vengeance. Right. What I am is the savior. Correct. And I've got to be better than that. Are you Are you in for more? Uh yes and no. I mean, I don't want another three hour epic. I can't imagine they have another three hours of story. Yeah, if I mean, if you cut, if you give me another movie that's two hours, sure. I'm I'm down with that. Who do you want as the villain? Joker? I mean the Joker had a, a cameo in it, you know what I mean? He was in Arkham, so he's there. So I guess but more I would more like to see um Penguin more flushed more fleshed out than he was because I I really thought overall I thought that the the character was good, but I don't think that there was enough of it and I would like to see more of the penguin going forward now that he's the crime boss in Gotham. Yeah, I think they did a good job of representing him. Yeah. Um, initially, my biggest complaint was I was struggling because there were so many elements of realism in it, and then you have penguin and you have those sort of car chases and things. But then, if, like I said, if you look at it as a comic book movie, it does work. Whereas yeah. Nolan's films aren't comic book movies. They're, no. they're movies that happen to be about comic books. Right. They, they're, you know, Nolan's movies are, you could walk out your front door and potentially that could be there. Right. There's no, you know, they're, they're films that star comic book characters. Right. As opposed to, you know, like Marvelous comic book movies. And I would say even, th this I would say is a comic book movie. I would love to see, you know, Warner go in this direction. Sure. Because I think it, 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 it it's PG-13, right? And it ticks off the boxes of what I've been saying for a very long time is that lean into the, you know, lean into the, it's it's more adult-oriented. Lean into that. Yeah. Uh, and I liked that they, they leaned into him being, you know, a detective. Yeah. Coming, you know, getting the clues, figuring out clues, figuring out the next move. That's that's the Batman I want to see. I want to see him 
you know, use the detective work to solve the crime. And then, hey, if there has to be some physicality to it to stop whatever's going on, cool. But I want him to use his brain to outthink whoever the villain that you put in front of him is, not just pure violence for the sake of violence. And and I liked the fact that they they had that element in this. And now that he's discovered what it means to be Batman, I think we could get more of a detective show than a Batman show. I did like how they kind of painted him as a... Uh, like, I, I think I told you this back in the... When he, when he walks out of the darkness... He's a he's like a serious he's like a, a slasher. It's like Jason Voorhees walking out yeah. of the darkness, right? He's the monster. So I thought right. that that was really well done. Like you had the gravity of his boots hitting the ground, right? That was very prevalent at the beginning, and then obviously as the story progresses, he does soften up a little bit as he realizes, you know, what he what he actually is. Right. Which which again goes to what we've said a million times, right? It's it's he he came to the realization of who Batman is and Bruce Wayne is more of the monster, Batman is the savior. Well, to yeah, I I guess that's very true, right? Is I think Bruce Wayne does represent everything that's wrong with Gotham. Right. And it, you know, the the human that is playing both of those parts is Batman. Right. And Bruce Wayne is a mask. Right. He's the secret identity to Batman's the the Batman's the guy. Bruce Wayne is the secret identity. Right. But he but he's also, you know, starkly aware that Bruce is what's wrong with Gotham. Right. I mean, besides if if Bruce Wayne murdered somebody, then he would be just like every other person of Gotham that he's trying to take down. Realistically, the only thing that Bruce Wayne doesn't do is murder. Do you think the argument that a lot of these villains make in in is that if he if Batman wasn't there would now you'd still have crime, mm-hmm. right? You'd still have the gangs running around, but would you have these super villains? No. No. So no. they only they only show up as a counterpoint. They show up because he's there. Th- he's there, and they want to outdo him. Right. So, so is he fixing anything? No. He he. What he's what he's doing is amping he's, everything up. Yeah. What he's doing is he's inviting the super villain element to come into Gotham to try to outdo him. So he. So so the argument is then, and I think we've said this before. He's not a hero. No. Ever and I don't. I don't think he is a savior. I think no. he's he he had no way to process his own grief, but the resources to try, and as a result, you know things are argue. I don't know that they're worse. They're different. They're amped up for sure. Mm. But the people of Gotham were still being taken advantage of. And yeah, I mean you're still gonna get the crime like. Th- the low-level crime like Penguin or Falcone, the, those type of criminals will always be there. Like, do you think there's, like, a bodega owner, right, that's just, like, you know, like, he's sitting down and he's like, you know, oh, man, remember when they just used to shake us down for money? I yeah. I took a fucking drink of water the other day and I had the fear toxin in it. Like, God damn it. Right. And so, I mean, the thing is, Batman, Batman is the savior of Gotham. Only because... But it's a hell of his own making. Right. It's only because he's creating the problem, so he, he it's up to him to fix it, because if not for him, most of that wouldn't exist. So then they, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he's a Mary Sue. Well, yeah, it's his, it's his unit. Like, none of this would exist if he wasn't, if he was just good with being like, yeah, shitty things happen, let me try to just fund hospitals. Right. No, yeah, he's no. got to fucking dress up like a bat. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 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 city that he wants to protect needs protecting from him and the villains that come in are because he's there and they want to outdo him and their and his city is the ultimate collateral damage. But is I guess the question is, right? Is he aware of that? And is it a Pandora's box situation? 
So is it like I came in with the best intentions, I opened Pandora's box. Obviously, you're not like Joker doesn't go back in the well, maybe Joker does. But a lot of these other characters don't go back in the box. I think that I think that he becomes aware that because of him being there is why this supervillain element keeps on coming in. And I think he understands that, well, I can't abandon the city now because they keep coming, so I've got to keep protecting. So it is a Pandora's... So he's aware, but it's a Pandora's box situation. Sure, okay. I would say so. So I wonder if that plays into his psyche at all, because I don't think they really touch on that, do they? No, no. They don't really... Because it's got to, right? Like, that's got to yeah. be where a lot of the rage comes from at this point. Because it's like, yes, I started this as a way to process my grief and make sure it didn't happen to anyone else. And as a result, I've made things worse. But it's not like I can stop now because if I do, then... May and again, I think if he stopped, I think Joker would stop. I don't think well, Joker... Yeah, Joker's he would. not Right. But that's because it's Joker, right? Right. Every But Bane wouldn't stop. Right. Well, Joker, the the reason Joker would stop because the only person that exists in Joker's world is Batman. There is nobody no, no else, else that is exists. Real. No right. one else is real to Everybody Joker. else is background. The only person that exists is Batman. So if Batman is no longer there, the Joker wouldn't be there either. But everybody else would still be there. And just as a counterpoint to who the Joker is. Like, that's the only, that's what it is. Right. Is he's just like, oh, you're the only other one that's on the same level but you're my opposite, so you're the... Like, because he's got Harley. I think Harley, at least he had her. I think she exists as a person to him. Yeah, but I think she's more property. Yeah, I agree. You know I what agree. I mean? Like Because they have the same ideas, yeah. though. I mean, he has henchmen that I think are property. You know what I mean? They, See, there but are I, people I, that I will exist, to but me, they're different. The only one that had a shot was Harley. Right. But they had the same ideals when they were a thing. Yeah. And so it doesn't... It's not anything it's like yeah yeah all right whatever but the, but, but he Batman would turn on her in a second without well, care right because because they have because his... he doesn't care right well he cares about batman that's all he cares about which is which is why you know which is why if he really truly wanted to kill batman probably would find a way to do it why would he yeah but then what would he do well that's why he doesn't want to do it and that's he the says thing. he wants to do it, but deep down he doesn't want to do it. So it's interesting because the only one that would go away is Joker. Right. The rest of them would wouldn't don't disappear at this point. No, I don't think so. I don't think anyone else has has a relationship like that. No, because I mean, there's there's a ton of resources in Gotham that the criminal element would the criminal element would want. So people like the Riddler and people like Bane and and Scarecrow. There would be no reason to to stop just because Batman isn't is no longer there. I mean, there would still be police that they would that they if if they wanted a challenge, they'd still be the police department that would, you know, not give them the same type of challenge. But there'd be something there for them to toy with. But they wouldn't stop because there would there were resources there. Yeah, but I don't think it's really about the challenge to any of them either. They're just trying to get some cash and run the right. city and exert their power. It's the challenge for Joker. Joker does it for the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, he does it he does it for the sport and that's it. But none of the rest of them do. No. No, well the rest of them, I mean again, the rest of them would prefer Batman not being there right. for sure. Right. The right he's the only one that wants him there. Right. So it's it's a that's an interesting I would love to see a story, you know. Listen, do me a favor, call up Jim Lee. I'll get right on that. Right. Yeah. Let him know we have a, a decent idea yeah, for a no, Batman Yeah, no, he's definitely in my contact list. Right. Uh, Give him a ring. Yeah. I'll, send him a message and absolutely. just say, hey, look, Batman playing with the idea that it's all his fault, right? And arguably it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he can't stop. Right. I love that. Like, yeah. what a, what, it just adds to the suffering, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, again, this is this is a, a tormented soul, who no, there's no saving him. No, no, he's beyond. He there is no salvation. He is well beyond that. Was that the was it Long Halloween? You know, I don't mean to call it back, but that was when Catwoman made like figured it out that there was no saving him. Yeah. Okay. I that that fucking scene. Oh. Yeah, and and it it's you know, and again, it's it's true. It, and that's it is. yeah. He's he. There's no there's no redemption. No, 
the 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 line between Batman and Joker is paper thin. It's paper thin. Right. And they, you know, that's where Bat. That's why Batman Who Laughs is such a good character, because right? Because it's like, all right, this is what it looks like. Right. This is where, if you cross that paper thin line, this is what you become. Would you say the same thing about Spider Man, though? Um, no. No, you think no. those villains would exist without him? Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I mean, it's not like there's any history of like these villains running around before. No, but Spidey I think you know, up. but I think someone like a Norman Osborn, right, is if there was no Spider Man, he would still do yeah, the same d- things well, he's different. doing. Yeah, but like differently. It, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that sure, I think they'd be different in what their motivation is, but I don't think it would stop. I don't think anybody would stop just because Spider Man is no longer there. I still think the I think their intentions would still be there. Their motivations would be different. Right. You'd still probably have like Rhino and Kingpin and all those right. guys. Like maybe you wouldn't have Doc Ock or something. Maybe you would. It's See, that's hard to say. Yeah. There's less of a relationship. You know, I don't think there's anybody like Joker on Spider-Man's side. Yeah. I mean, the lizard is, you know, people like that Electro, they're all going to still do. Right. I they're think, still what doing they're, what they're doing. Yeah. Because I don't think that, I don't think that there's a reason why they would stop just well, because only, of Spider-Man. The only reason I ask is because there are certain characters, right? Batman, I would say, is absolutely one, and I feel the same way about Spider-Man, that are just forced to perpetually suffer. Yeah. Like, the you know, Spider- Spider-Man, when he's not suffering, is not a good... No one gives a fuck about that story. No. No, and that's what makes, and, and I think that that is what makes those two, you know, two of the greatest characters that have ever been created because they have their own personal struggles, but yet they're still trying to do what's right by the people they love, by the city. You know, they're trying to do the right thing, but their but their internal struggles, what they're personally going through you know, is also very, very difficult, and and that and that makes them relatable because we all go through personal struggles. Yeah, absolutely. I will say though, if you guys, uh, if you're into comics and that story pops up, then you know, unless we make an announcement, those motherfuckers stole it from us. That's that, right. I I tell me that's not a great fucking. I think I I mean me personally, I think that that would be an awesome story to be able to partake in writing. Just to, just to, like, really play into the fact, you know, and I don't know, like, I guess that, you know, without getting too much more into the details so we can wrap it up, does the Bat family know? They they don't know, right? Or do they know? Does everyone know? Oh, they, they know. Everyone knows. Yeah, I, I, I would say. So do you think the people of Gotham know as well? That I would say they don't know. Okay, so only the people in the. I think the people in the inner circle know. Yeah, but, like, how? How? Well, how I, would the Bat family know? Well, like, there's no, there's no way to like know that they could, like, you know about Joker, right? Yeah. But like the rest of them, how would you? You weren't around when they showed up. No, but I think that somebody like say Dick Grayson just puts it together. W- w- yeah, I think he, people like Tim Drake, Dick Grayson, people with that high level of intelligence that are going to be around him on a daily basis. See what he's given off. Understand yeah. that like Bruce is the mask and everything. Yeah, I mean because they're seeing both they're seeing both Batman they see and the Bruce right. right. They, they get s- to see the switch. Right, exactly. And and they and they have the conversations with him and I'm sure they can he- get a little bit of that, you know, when he's Bruce, he's probably far more unhinged. In his oh, thinking. Uh, listen, you could fucking, you could do a series where, you know, each one of the Bat family tries to bring positive elements to his psyche and stuff, too. Yeah. Oh. Jim Lee. Yeah. I know you listen. You absolutely do. <laughs> There's no doubt. We watch your stuff, bro. Yeah. Come on now. Don't, don't, yeah, don't sit there and say you don't listen to ours when we certainly watch yours. Tell me that's not a rad, that, that is a good bat story. That would be a tremendous I'm bat about story. That. I'm about that. Yep. So listen, if you guys are, are down for that, you know, and you, you happen to know our, uh, our boy, Jim Lee, one of the greatest. Yeah. Let yeah. him know. Let him yeah. know we want to do some shit together. I love him. Yeah, yeah. D- definitely tell him to uh, contact us. We're uh, 
easily available on social media. I will drop everything. <laughs> yeah. We will be out to Burbanks, California tomorrow. Without blinking. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's put this one to bed. Jim, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Tell us uh tell us what you got going on. Well, I'm just uh I'm wrapping up uh my uh creator owned horror comic. I'm still shooting for getting it out this month onto webtoons. So the uh, inking is finalized. I'm working on the lettering as we speak. So we are very close to launch. Very exciting. I can't very wait. Very exciting. We're going to uh, have more information on that probably in the next uh, week or two. Yes, absolutely. All right. And again, we'll, uh, we're going to work with him to see if we can get some physical copies made as well. For It'll sure. It'll be on Webtoons. If we can get the physical copies going, we'll throw it on the store. It'll be available locally. Uh, there's going to be a lot of... Lot of Lot to come from uh, from Jim. You know, real quick, just because I like to plug your social. You were telling me uh, you saw that fi- last week. You said you saw that film, uh, The Black Phone. Yes. Okay. And you do post uh, weekly drawings. I do. Okay. Ev- every week, typically on Monday. Yeah. You want me to tell it, or you want to give give yourself the no? Go ahead. The kudos. So every week he does post a a, a drawing. Usually it's just whatever's in your consciousness for the week right Right. and so obviously the black phone just came out and he did a drawing of the main villain right came out great thank you and one of the actors actually uh from the show yeah gave you a bit of uh hey i like this yeah yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of recognition. So that was that was. This uh, is fire, I believe. Is yes, yes, yes. So just wanted to call attention to that. Uh, if you're into what we're doing and you want to check out more of Jim's artwork, if you go on CatalystCrafting.com and click on our collaborators page, it links to all of his socials. You can also buy his limited edition prints on our Etsy store by searching Catalyst Creations NH or. If you go on the website and click around the web, everything's there. All of our socials, all of Jim's socials, the podcast, obviously, if you're listening, you know, we're on, you know, everything. So if you know Jim Lee, tell him, uh, tell him we're open for business. Yes, we, we do are some work definitely together. open for business. And thank you guys for listening. We wouldn't be able to do this if you didn't tune in. Let us know. Let us know how you know. Let us know if you vibe with that type of story. Let us know uh, what you think about content creation and, and absorbing sort of this new kind of you know format for media. And uh, you know, if you want to just tell us we're a bunch of crazy fucking idiots, let us know that too. So, all right, guys, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. And all right, crew, I'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>